Now in its third year, it's a yank on the footy with Craig Wessels talking about the greatest game on the face of the earth. Sit back and enjoy, everybody. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 165 of A Yank on the Footy. I'm Craig Wessels coming to you from Sandusky, Ohio, and thanks for giving this episode a listen. Uh, in this episode, I'm going to look back at round eight, as well as touching on some of the news stories of this week. And it has been a very interesting week for me. And I'm going to get into that in just a moment. Uh, just, you know, for those of you in Australia, we've had a, an interesting weather week here as well. We've gone from uh, temperatures uh, about three days ago, I believe, were about eight Celsius. And when I left my classroom today and hopped into my car to drive home, uh, the car said it was 29 Celsius. So just a slight shift. So we, we've decided here in Ohio that we're just going to go directly from winter to summer. We're going to skip spring yet again. Uh, so I can actually hear my grass growing right now. Okay. It's not that I can see it growing and, oh, wow, it needs to be cut again. I can actually hear the individual blades just kind of working their way up out of the ground saying, don't put that mower away quite yet. So uh, don't forget, folks, that if you are interested in having your local footy club get a shout out during an upcoming episode, drop me a note via email or shoot me a message on Messenger on Facebook or on Twitter or Instagram. Uh, I like to be able to highlight these clubs because it's just kind of fun to see what is going on with them and, uh, and, and how the, the fabric of those little communities uh, that are around the clubs, how it's, uh, how it's made up. And it's just a lot of fun. And I actually had, I had two people reach out to me and give me uh, the names of their clubs. And this is one of them. And, uh, well, I, I, even though I've never been there, I guess I get to call myself a homer as far as this goes because uh, today's club of the episode are the Thompson Tigers. And the Tigers are located in Geelong, so that's where I get the homer from there. And they play their games at the Thompson Recreation Reserve on Godfrey Street. Now, I have to tell you, I looked at the the jumpers, the uniforms. Uh, this, I love the purple and gold combination. It, it's It's... It is, it's a really neat combination. Uh, I, when my son uh, was playing travel baseball, a couple of other gentlemen and I, uh, we had a travel baseball team for a few years where we had uh, chosen to have purple and black be our team colors because there were, there were always the teams wearing red, wearing blue. As you see in the, in the AFL, um, a lot of clubs have some permutation of blue or red of some sort. Not much purple. Okay. Uh, of course. So we kind of stood out. So I, I, I kind of liked that, you know, but the, uh, the club was founded back in 1953. And this was a club that was founded by a, a group of parents. And they continue playing on today. And they have both football and netball from Auskick and juniors up through the seniors in both. They actually had their first... Uh, girls footy club or footy team i believe in 2021 this might be a 2022 club that i couldn't tell i couldn't really tell which year it was but it looks like they had their first club within the last year or so for the women's side so that's fantastic and what i thought was really neat is i was looking at their website and i think it's too late to sign up if you're in the area uh was that they offered both um free memberships for their junior football and net netball athletes this year coming out of covid and all the stress that surrounded that it just was, I thought, a really neat gesture for a club to do something like that. And it was, it was, it was kind of interesting because I was, I was reading through their practice schedules and such. You know, they're talking about, hey, parents, when you bring your kids to practice, 
you know, don't worry about dinner. You know, we'll we'll feed you here while they're at practice. Uh, I just thought that was a really neat little uh, tidbit there as far as the club is concerned. So I will put a link to the uh, the, the Thompson Tigers uh, in my show notes if you want to check out their website and check out those uniforms I was telling you about because I do think they're really, really sharp. So best of luck, Tigers, this year. I hope things go fantastically well for you. Now, don't forget, folks, that you can find everything related to the podcast over at my website, yankonthefooty.com. I do hope you'll consider checking it out. You can leave me a voicemail there. Um, perhaps a couple of the biggest things here. One, if you'd like to be a guest on the podcast, if you've got a great story, and I, and I've, I have a terrific guest lined up for this Saturday evening, my time. Uh, if you are a longtime Tigers or Roos supporter, you're definitely going to want to listen to this episode when it comes out. Uh, I have a gentleman uh, who I believe won a premiership, if I'm not mistaken, with the Tigers and then moved on to play with the Roos for a number of years. I can't wait to hear some of the stories that he has because I've seen some snippets and he shared some notes with me and his family did. I'm excited to talk to this gentleman this weekend. Uh, I have... Uh, been lining up some other interviews uh, related to the prospect of a 20th um, license for a, a, a footy club in Darwin. I uh, haven't nailed down a time or date for that one yet. I'm really looking forward to that one. I've been uh, also um, trading a lot of messages here recently. We just have not set a time on this. I've had a lot of great discussions with him online, but... Uh, I'm going to be sitting down with Troy West, uh, Catman, uh, from Geelong, uh, to talk about his time um, as one of the uh, the people involved with the club. I'm really looking forward to, to hearing how that came about and such. So I've got I've got some interviews that are coming up here. I I, I love doing the interviews. I I love talking to people and engaging with them. It's it's the most fun I have doing the podcast and don't don't get me wrong i love talking about the games i love reflecting upon what i saw happen but i absolutely love engaging with you or people who have played the game or people who are involved with the game it's just it's it's become a passion of mine and it's something like i said i i i truly truly enjoy this and i and i can't thank you enough so Again, if you are someone who you think would be a great guest on the show, fill out the register as a guest form over there on my website, yankonthefooty.com. There's a button up at the top for that. I do hope that you'll consider signing up uh, to get on the mailing list. That will actually pop up on the screen when you go to the website after about four or five seconds. It just asks you to drop your first name in there and your email address. And when new episodes come out, I get those to you right away. And also, if you would like to... uh, if you're somebody who listens to the podcast and you've been listening for a while and you like what you hear, I hope you'll consider leaving a review there or clicking on the review button at the top and it'll take you to either, uh, I believe, um, Podchaser or to Apple Podcast where you can leave a, uh, a note there as well. And, you know, I, I did want to mention something here relating to uh, the podcast because that's why we're here. Uh, as we get going today, it, this was a remarkable weekend. Um, you know, as as many of you know, uh, at the beginning of last month, I got locked out of my Facebook page. And this is a Facebook page that I've had for, well, hell, I don't even know how long Facebook's been around, but I've had it darn near that long, okay? 
Uh, and I had my podcast page linked through that. I had the, a, a Yank on the Footy page linked through that, you know, where you can have like a business page, if you will. And I had several hundred people who were following the podcast there. Well, I got locked out of this. And if you haven't listened before, I, I never heard back from Facebook. They never told me what went on. Uh, when I went to the uh, app on the phone to try to go in and, and see what was going on, there's supposedly there's like a little infraction inbox that'll tell you this is what you did. Well, I couldn't get to that because it kept telling me there was a loading error and it wouldn't go to it. So ultimately, I, I, like I said, I, I think it was because of the word punch in a uh, in a post that I put down about the cats and uh, Collingwood game several weeks ago. Uh, where I was talking about the end of Rocky Three. Well, that one got shut down. I lost that. Um, a few weeks later, I decided, you know what? I cannot wait to see if this one comes back because I, I've been so engaged with people on Facebook with the podcast that I went ahead and started a new page for myself, started reaching out to as many people as I could recall, and started reaching out to friends of theirs, names that I'd recognize and such. And again, I, I'd had, you know, I've, I've had probably 2,500 students in my classroom during my teaching career. I was friends with probably 500 of them on Facebook. Now, these are students who have been out of school for many, many years. I'm not, I'm not going to befriend a current student on any social media. That, that, that is a no-no. You don't, as a teacher, you don't want to do that, Okay. It's just not a smart move. So if it's, it's students who I've not had in class for five or six years, whatever the case may be, I you know many of them reach out to me, and I I have no problem with that because I I love to see the career paths a lot of these kids have taken because you know as a teacher you go through you go through life and you think okay what is this how's this kid going to turn out how's this you know what's this kid's career going to be like and then you see here's what they've done here's what they've achieved. And you can't help but feel excited for them. And, and you want to, of course, congratulate them about that. And you want, you know, you, you want to, to recognize, you know, the, the, uh, the accomplishments that they've had. Now, I, I have a young lady who uh, her, her father is involved in local government. Now, this is a young lady I had as a student well over 20 years ago. And this is, this is a funny story because she and I still laugh about it today. And she teaches at a neighboring school district just a few miles away. Well, we were working on, and I know I'm getting a little off track here, but this is actually a funny story. We're, we're getting, uh, you know, she was a great student, phenomenal student, very pleasant. And we were working on a project in our library. And this is, you know, pre-computer. So you're looking in card catalogs and that type of thing. For, And I had another student who basically wanted me to do all of their research for them. And she had a very what was probably a very simple question to ask me. I never heard the question because I said one of the dumbest things I've ever said as a teacher. One of those things that I, I after I said it, I was like, where the hell did that come from? So I got done, uh, um, I'm going to use the word assisting, assisting this student who wanted me to do all of their work. And she stepped forward and she said, can you help me? And I looked to her and I said something. I've never, I've never said this phrase before. I'd never heard it before. And I, and I, the only time I've said it is since when I joke with her about it today, because we laugh about it today, I, I, I look, turned and I looked to her. I said, do we have enough time before the sun burns out? 
and she just turned on her heels and walked away. And I'm thinking to myself, you idiot, where in the hell did that come from? Well, she didn't talk to me for the entire rest of the semester. She was so angry with me. And I understand that. But, you know, like I said, this is 20 plus years ago. We laugh about it. You know, I've, I've told her kids the story because she has kids who are teenagers now. So it's it's, <laughs> it's it was a funny story. But I've really gotten off off track here. Um, and, and I'll be honest with you, I, 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 I do hope that if you enjoy the podcast, you'll consider leaving me a review. I do hope you'll consider getting on the, uh, uh, email list. So when new episodes come out, I can get that to you as soon as we possibly can. Now, if you want to help out the show and that would certainly be greatly appreciated, you can click on the buy me a coffee button in the bottom left-hand corner down there and help out the show that way. And those funds go right back into helping to keep the podcast up and running the cost of the podcast host and my website and that sort of thing. If any new equipment comes in, uh, all of those different sorts of things. Okay. So if you want to do that, or if you want to check out the Redbubble page and look at some of my gear, uh, I have seen firsthand the water bottles. Those are really, really sharp. They're well-made. I've seen the, the new t-shirt with the, uh, a yank on a footy logo that was King created for me. Nice looking shirt. I've got I've got one of my students who purchased one of those. So if you want to do that, that'd be fantastic. Now, this weekend was very, very unique. In fact, it was an overwhelming weekend because I, I had kind of put off doing this because as I'd mentioned to you before, I had been interacting with thousands of people on Facebook when I lost this account and when, when I lost the account. And I'm thinking to myself that, you know what, it's... Uh, it's never going to come back. I'm not, you know, I need to reconstitute this. Okay. So I, I took a deep dive this weekend, uh, Friday evening. And, and it was early Friday evening because I didn't sleep much this weekend. You know, the cats played at 2.35 Saturday morning here. So I went to bed at about 9.45 and I got up at 2 o'clock. And I went to bed after the Melbourne and... St. Kilda game. So I was up for almost 24 hours, uh, pretty much watching footy the entire day, uh, rearranging my family room. I got a new piece of furniture, got a new chaise, uh, chaise lounge, which is, uh, absolutely the most comfortable chair I've ever sat in. And it's, uh, I'm not planning on sharing it. Let's just put it that way. So if I'm watching footy, that's where I'm going to be sitting. And I'll have my little table with my coffee mug right next to me there. But I decided on Friday that I was going to do something that I hadn't done for a while. I, you know, I had been in several of the club-specific discussion groups on Facebook. Yeah, I've, I'm in a couple of ones with the Cats, the uh, Geelong Mayhem, and the Cats Nation. I got back into. Uh, there was another one that was called at home and far uh, at home and away or at home far away something like that. That one's no longer in existence. But I I I wrote up a little script uh, this weekend and I joined a I think I joined at least one in some cases two of these different groups for all eighteen clubs. Now I, I went in there saying that I'm, you know, that I'm who I am. I'm an American. I'm a footy fan. I'm, I'm a podcaster. You know, I love engaging. You know, basically telling you this, telling these people the story that I have been telling you with the podcast for well, the better part of the last two and a half years. That how much I love this game and how much this game means to me. Uh, 
And I, I, I got admitted to many of them. I, there's still a couple that are pending that I've not been admitted into yet. A uh, couple of them I couldn't put posts in as of this time because my page has not been around long enough. So it's a Gold Coast one. And let's be honest, you'd think that the Gold Coast one would want as many people showing up on the page as possible. Well, didn't turn out that that's the case. So I wasn't able to post the, the content there that I'd posted. And I thought, you know what? I might hear from a person or two. But I don't know how many people actually read these things. But I had but collectively and I and I wrote the numbers down here collectively the ones that I could find, I had um almost 2000 people who had, you know, clicked some sort of a little acknowledgement saying, "Hey, you know, I read this," like the little like button if you will. And I had probably a quarter of those people who reached out and commented and entered discussions with me, you know, wanting to know which club I supported it. And I, and I was honest with them. I told them, I said, you know, yes, I'm, I am a cat supporter, but you know, I, I enjoy engaging with fans of all 18 clubs because I'm, I'm trying to learn the game. I'm, yeah, I don't have that history of the game in my deepest, darkest memories. I don't, I, I don't, I can't go back and recall, you know, the, the grand final of 1984, I'll be honest, I don't know who played in the 84 Grand Final. So tell me in a message here because I, I hopefully the Cats won that year. I don't think they did, though. Uh, but I just, I, I was flabbergasted. I was humbled and, and just shocked by, and, and overwhelmed by just how much feedback I got. And it was all positive. You know, there there was, there. I did not have a single person that said, hey, you support a different club, get the hell out of here. Did, that didn't happen. That didn't happen. So I, I, if you're somebody who's listening to the show now that you're new, that, that you reached out to me, I thank you for that. I look forward to discussing the, uh, the game, the games as we go forward with you, because it, it was an absolutely enjoyable interaction with you. Now, what was even the, 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 the cherry on the Sunday, if you will, the icing on the cake, neither one of those things that I have eaten now, uh, in many, many months. I'm now down, I believe, uh, if I did the math correctly, I'm down 42 kilos since the 24th of August. So I've dropped some considerable weight here. Um, I actually was in to donate blood, uh, and I do that every time I, you know, every time that I'm eligible to donate, which here is, every, I think, every 56 days. I actually got deferred because my iron level was just a smidge too low. The iron level here has to be at a, whatever the, the, the figure is, 13.0. I was at 12.9. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, you haven't eaten any red meat since August. So I can see why that would be the case. So I'm going to get myself going on some some iron pills to get my iron levels back up so I can continue donating blood because it's, it's something that I enjoy doing. I enjoy helping out people, you know. But this is just this was just a neat weekend. But the 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 other thing, the the icing on the cake, as I was mentioning, is that I get an email every week from an organization known as Chartable, and they they keep tabs on listenership and popularity of podcasts and that sort of thing. Well, you know, my podcast kind of muddles along. It 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 does pretty well. I had I had one instance where it jumped up to a pretty high number in terms of you know how popular it was as a football podcast in Australia. And I, and that was like a year and a half ago. And I thought, wow, that's pretty good. Well, this past week, the numbers that came in 
and and I I was shocked by this. It said I was the number 17 football-related podcast in Australia. Now, I listen to at least that many footy podcasts, okay? I mean, I, I pull up my phone right here, and I have uh, on my app where I listen to my I listen to shows. I'm, I've got, let's see here, I'm going to count here. I have 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6. I have 26 different footy-related podcasts that I have bookmarked well, including my own. So 25 uh, that I that I listen to, you know, you know, listening to yeah, I listened to Real Footy this morning. Uh, you know, The Exchange, How Good's Footy, Junk Time, Lace Out Podcast with Peps, the Where Do We Begin Podcast. I, I love listening to Harper when I get the chance to. Um, AFL Obsessed, I will tune into that one. Dwayne's World, I, I I love getting all these different views on the game because it helps me to learn about it. But it, they told me that I'm not sure what their criteria was, but. I, I, I'm going to take it. I mean, I, I got on social media and I said that, hey, this week I was the number 17 podcast for football in Australia. I, I'm I am going to wear that as a badge of honor. OK, I mean, I if if I didn't live in 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 the plains of Ohio where it's extraordinarily flat, I would climb to the highest mountaintop here and shout it as loud as I could. But we don't have that. So I'll just sit here in the closet in uh, the spare bedroom in the upstairs of my house and tell you, hey, I was the number 17 show this uh this last time around so i i'm i I was humbled by that i'm I'm excited by that maybe maybe i'm getting some traction here maybe i'm getting you know it feels good but the work the work is certainly not done you know because there's so much more that i want to do with this there's you know there's so many things that i want to get accomplished with this that i have not had the opportunity to do as of yet and that's Again, I cannot thank you enough. Those of you who have tuned in, those of you who have said the kind words, I, I cannot thank you. I'm humbled by what you have said. Okay. It's been absolutely terrific. Now, I I you know, I did watch, I think I watched all but two of the games. I did not see, you know, we well, we had two games that were on at the same time. Um and I did not see I did not see those. Uh I'm gonna go back. I, I did watch the first half of the uh Magpies and Tigers game. Just and we'll get into that in a second. You're just so excited about seeing Dusty back out there. Um, but you know, like I said, I do intend on watching the ones that I missed. It's just it, it's just you know the way the schedule worked out this weekend. I, I watched as much as I could while maintaining as much consciousness as I possibly could as well. But it was it was just a lot of fun. So I, I again I thank you for all of that. Um, you know. Like I said, this was a this was a, a busy weekend for me. You know, the ruse struggles continued. You know, you you can't help but feel bad for what's going on with the ruse right now. I and I don't know when does this get better. You know, you, David Noble came out and apologized for uh, you know for basically his his spray. I think it was after round three, which you know what the ruse. You know, I've tipped the ruse a couple times because they've shown they've shown. Little glimpses of you know what we can do things okay, and I've been, I've been drawn in. I don't want to say suckered by that, but I've been drawn in by it, and it's kind of the same thing that happened for me the last couple of years when it came to Fremantle, uh, which interestingly enough that's who they played this week, uh, and Fremantle just quite frankly they just dismantled them. Okay, this is this is uh, yeah I I I I give. The ruse credit for not giving up for playing hard, but the, the talent right now is just not there. 
Um, and, and Fremantle is just, they're playing out of their minds. Okay. This has been, again, this is a club that I, uh, you know, I was reluctant to put in the eight and I believe I actually tipped them 12th this year because the last couple of years I've put them, I believe in the eighth spot and they've, they've kind of fallen off. And, you know, so I, I just, it was kind of like the, Hey, you know, once bitten twice shy kind of thing there. And I, I just didn't put them in there, but I, I, if I remember correctly in my preview episode, I did say this is a club that if they get their act together could be in the eight. I know I said last year in 2021, if this club could figure out how to put two more goals a game on the scoreboard, it's going to be a dangerous side. Well, they're figuring that out this year. I mean, they, they've got the highest, highest percentage in the comp. You know, they're, they're a game behind the D's, but they got a percentage of 153.16. Now, let's be honest, they've played North Melbourne and they've played the West Coast Eagles. The way this year is going, both of those events are going to help you to pad your percentage just a little bit. And I apologize if you're a Ruse or an Eagle supporter, but it is what it is. Okay. I I just I uh I just wonder, you know, what's going to be happening with that. And I actually, one of the things that I did that I've never done before, I reached out to uh, those different pages that I went on to. And I asked folks I, you know, that were in the, the different groups. I said, well, what are your thoughts about what happened with your club this week? And, uh, you know, I, I had somebody by the name of Kelly, and I won't use last names, but Kelly said that I feel like our, like our team is still waiting for validation from the football world. And with each week and subsequent win, the football commentators and analysts are still sitting on the fence. Now, Kelly, I have to admit, I've been sitting on that fence as well. And, and it was a heck of a lot more uncomfortable 42 kilos ago. Uh, but you're, you're right. You know, it is, uh, it is a, a, a club that has been a bit of an enigma. And I think I even called them an enigma a few, a few episodes ago. Um, you know, as she goes on, I think it's a she goes on, I'm worried that even though we are playing a, a lower place team, the Gold Coast Suns in round nine, that we can't afford to drop our guard as we need to keep pushing the belief amongst the football world. Why do I need this validation, you may ask? Because it will further cement my own confidence and belief that we could potentially go all the way. But then I wonder, should we be happy to fly under the radar for a few more weeks? That's a great point. You know, it's, uh, this, is a, this is a club that, and again, they're, they're playing without their best player. They're playing, they're, you know, young Mr. Fife is not there. And in fact, I think I saw an article this week where somebody's saying, well, they should they trade Nat Fife? Should they try to find a new home for Nat Fife? No, I think Nat Fife's, from what I hear, Nat Fife's going to want to be where there's good surfing, from what it sounds like. Um, but will he have a spot still in their midfield or will they start moving him forward, kind of like the Cats will do, do occasionally with uh, Patty Dangerfield? Will that lessen... And again, I'm I'm just thinking about this from the the standpoint of longevity in the game. And I'm gonna I'm gonna ask all of you who have been following this game a heck of a lot longer than I have. Would a move to say half forward for Mr. Fife, would that possibly lessen the the likelihood of the shoulder injuries injuries that he's had playing in the midfield? I mean, I would think that it would because it's is there's maybe going to be a little bit less opportunity for contact, maybe out there on the wing or up there at you know at the half forward position as opposed to you know battling for clearances you know, every center bounce. 
maybe that's a, maybe that's a great place for him to be, you know, uh, now Kelly, she went on and uh, Kelly went on and said, you know, maybe fly under the radar, but not, not drop our guard and be too complacent. Although I feel that JL and company will be of the, of the same mindset. We've been the underdogs in WA footy for over 20 years and our young boys and Sir David, of course, have the hunger to keep it going. So if you're a Fremantle fan, you've got to start being a little excited. You know, maybe not too exuberant as of yet, but you've got to be thinking to yourself, you know what? This is going pretty well. You're already sitting 7-1. and one. Okay? You know, 12 wins, 11-12 wins is probably going to get you into finals. You know, let's be honest. You're playing West Coast one more time this year. I think you might be able to pencil that one in. Okay? Again, you have to watch out for injuries, of course, but... This is a club that I that I think is is uh, is is well on their way, and you know, just looking at their at their uh, schedule going forward here, you know, the the way that they're going here. Let me pull up their games. I'm over on the the FootyWire.com website. You know, they've still they still have to play the uh, um, the Eagles one more time. They've got the Giants at Manuka to close out this the season. You know, they do have the D's, the Bulldogs coming up at the end of the season. They have the Tigers. Still have to play the D's twice. So that's going to be a great litmus test because they've got the Suns this week. They've got the Magpies at Optus. And then they go to the MCG to play the Demons on the 28th of May. And that's not to take anything away from the Suns or the Magpies. But that's that's going to be the... Uh, this isn't the, maybe the right term to use, the put-up-or-shut-up game for them against the D's. That might be that might be their uh, their coming out party, if you will, or their uh, in uh, in Mexico. My mother in law lives in Mexico, and when 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 a young person comes of age, they have what's called a quinceañera. This could kind of be the, the Dockers quinceañera when they're 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 coming of age against the D's if they were to, to take that one on. They still got the Blues to play as well yet, you know, they've already beaten the Blues, you know, at Optus, but they have to go to uh, Marvel to play them. You know, so they've got to go. They've got to play Marvel at Marvel one, two, three, four, four more times this year. They only play one more game scheduled at the MCG. Okay, so, and they're pretty much flip flopping. They're alternating. They don't have a single situation here. And I think this is just the way it's set up since they the two clubs share the same stadium. Uh, that they're just going every other week at home. And and those of you who are in, in WA, I I don't believe that you know on different days. I don't. And maybe I'm wrong on this, but I don't think they schedule Fremantle and West Coast to play home games on the same weekend. You know, one of them say a Friday night game. Well, and and we know that would be the West Coast game because I did see that quite frequently in the uh, in the the discussion boards that 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 the Dockers haven't had a Friday night game in years. I think that I think it, they said, if I'm not mistaken, they said somebody said that Nat Fife has never played a Friday night game. With the Dockers, that the Dockers never played a Friday night game with him on the club. Um, so yeah, it's it's interesting, you know. Um, you know, I, I I'm I'm very I'm thinking very positive things on the uh, on the 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 Dockers. Okay, I, I'm I'm pretty thrilled with what I'm seeing there uh, from them. You know, so it is. Uh, this is a this is a side that that is definitely an up and coming side here. So I'm I'm pretty pleased with what we're seeing there with them. Yeah. So let's move on to the next game of the round then. And uh, let me scroll down here a little bit on my uh, 
my notes here. Um, yeah, we're not going to get to all of them, but you know, I, uh, I have to ask you, did, did the electric company finally restore power in Adelaide? Okay. Bad pun. I know, but they've won three in a row now. This is a club that, you know, people were, were looking at, you know, and I even joked about this a couple of weeks ago, you know, that, that great, uh, you know, computer graphic artists were going to help to, uh, get Ken Hinckley growing extra fingers on that, on that zero and five thing or that one and five thing that he, that he did a few years ago, the, you know, that if they didn't start winning, he was going to end up, you know, having five, six, eight, 12 fingers on that left hand. Fortunately, they got a win and then they got three more here. Um, you know, while the Bulldogs are still technically ahead of them on the ladder, you know, Port has leapfrogged a couple clubs. They leapfrogged GWS, Gold Coast, Adelaide, and Hawthorne. They moved up to 11th. And they've, you know, they've got the Ruse coming up next on the fixture. So that, again, I'm not trying to take anything away from the Ruse, but the way they're struggling right now, I'm definitely going to be tipping Port Adelaide in that game, okay? You know, Aaron, Aaron Naughton and Jackson McRae, you know, they tried to, you know, valiantly compensate for the absence of Marcus Bontepelli. You know, Travis Boak led the the Port uh, Club with 30 disposals. He had six tackles and clearances. Port is too good of a club to, to have the poor record that they had. Now, do I think they're going to be able to claw their way back into the finals? Maybe, maybe not. But this is going to be a club that is just going to absolutely give other clubs fits this year. You're, you're going to, I think, I think that Port is back, but they may have dug themselves too big of a hole and yeah, I know they're only three and five right now. Okay. I know that they're only three and five, but they've got, you know, they've got, uh, clubs ahead of them that are, you know, four and four, a couple, two, four and four clubs, a three and five club. And, uh, all of them have percentages that are at least four to 20 percentage points higher than theirs. Okay. So they've got some work to do. Can they do it? Yeah, I suppose they could. But, uh, you know, it, it's going to be interesting to see what happens, you know. And, and and I alluded to this earlier, but I know as a Magpie supporter, maybe you don't think this, but uh, how great was it to see Dusty Martin back out there? I mean, just, yes, he's the guy that vivisected my cats in the 2020 Grand Final. But the game is a better place when he's out there. And Dusty, I'm glad that you're back. I'm glad that you're feeling comfortable enough now to be playing uh, welcome back, sir. You know, I, I do know the media wants to hear from you, but, it, but that was something that never, I don't recall ever happening much anyway. I don't, you know, the little interview that was done on Fox footy as the season was starting, I think it was this year was really the first time I think I'd ever heard Dusty Martin speak other than uh, I believe the underwear commercial that he did a few years ago, which let's be honest, I guess I should have shown my wife that commercial. We might finally convince her to watch some footy. I mean, I'll be honest, I've, I've, I've been showing her pictures of uh, Jager Ramirez saying, he's pretty handsome, isn't he? You want to come watch a Hawks game with me? Yeah, I'm a cat supporter, but I'm just trying to get a toe in the door as far as uh, getting her to watch some footy with me. Nope, didn't happen. Still watching all by myself. That's okay. I didn't want to share the chaise lounge with her anyway. So the Tigers, you know, they've found their way back into the eight. They've got a good solid percentage at 116. Uh this is a club that if they get healthy, that they know how to win. And yes, they're four games behind the D's right now, but all, all it takes is one game in the finals. If they get there to knock off a club, they've got Hawthorne coming up this week in another, you know, Melbourne based class here. So I'm, uh, 
I'm interested to see what happens with the Tigers because this is a, this is a club that has the talent to get there. Um, you know, I uh, I I had uh, I I posted something on that. Uh, you know, I, I heard back from a few Tigers supporters, and one of them by the name of Craig, not me, uh, said that he loved seeing the change up in the center. Absolutely love Koch and Presti and the like, but nice to see a bit of pace uh, introducing Bolton short. Hope they aren't forced out when others come back. Time to think a little bit of the future in the midfield mix. Now, as a Cat supporter, we saw that a little bit this past week also with uh, Joel Selwood being out. So, yeah, I, I agree with Craig there. It's uh, Clubs are going to have to start facing the music and realizing, you know what, uh, we need to start bringing some youth in. And again, this is where I, I still rack my, my brain thinking, you're almost 59 years old and you're talking about somebody who's 33 years old as being over the hill. It sounds a little hypocritical on my part, but you know, it, it, in terms of footy, it is what it is. So, you know, it's, uh, you know, it's a uh, it's great to see Dusty back, okay. And Tom Lynch had an absolute monster game, except for that first kick that he just absolutely clunked at the in, you know the first the first kick of the game that he had. Now one of the games that I got wrong this week was the Suns marching into the SCG and handling handing the Swans their second loss in a row on their home deck. And I went back and looked, and, and if I'm not mistaken, I, I believe I saw that that the Suns have knocked off the Swans in Sydney, I believe four times in a row, if I read correctly. And if you're a Swan supporter, I know you're going to tell me that I got that wrong, but I think they said four times in a row. And I, I guess I didn't know Stewie Dew's background, but he had been involved in coaching at Sydney for a long time. So he knows this side better than a lot of people. Um, and you know, the Swans only had three players with 20 plus disposals. And they were almost doubled up on their hitouts, and and they certainly got outclassed in clearances as well. Um, and I and I have to ask, and I'm looking in the future here. And I had somebody ask me before uh, Rick Shabani dropped me a note and and and, and said, you know, is Mabi Archol the most improved player in the comp this year? You know that he's he's kind of the guy. He's been he's been forced into being kind of the guy along with Levi Casbolt up there with the Suns with, uh, you know, with Ben King being out. And I did Google it again because I always get Ben and Max mixed up. And I got, actually got it mixed up in a discussion that I was having with uh, with Rick the other day. I, I, I looked up, you know, I looked up Max and it said, you know, he's the ones with the Suns because I get the two of them. I'm terrible with twins. You know, I've had, I can't tell you how many twins I have had as students over the years. And it's okay when you put them in different class periods, but I have probably had... 10 or 12 pairs of twins in my 27, 28 years of teaching where I've had them in the same class period. And it's a little awkward when you've got, and again, I just am screwing up the name with, with these guys, you know, with, with Ben being with the sons, but it's awkward when you're, when you're dealing with the students and, and they're twin, they're identical twins and you, and you, you can't really go up to them and just stare at them and, and look back and forth and say to yourself, well, how do you look different from your brother? Or how do you look different from your sister? That just is weird. So you can't do it. So when I would do seating charts, I would put them on opposite sides of the rooms. So I, I knew where, and I, I guess I have no idea if they actually switched seats on me or not, because they may very well have done that, and I wouldn't have had a clue. Okay. Other than picking up personality traits from time to time. Um, but, I, you know, I'm just wondering... Think about this when Ben King comes back next year. You're going to have Chole, who's got a, a you know a good solid year of experience where he's kind of been 
the guy up in the forward line playing full forward. You've got Caswell who will probably come back. You've got Ben King coming back. That's a really formidable forward line for the Suns. And that midfield is pretty solid as well if they can keep that together. And 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 you know that with those bigs with the Suns and the way clubs are going to have to defend, you know, if Isaac Rankin and uh Malcolm Rosas are there next year, those two young men being those little water bugs that are able to squirt around, being fast around the ball, kind of like Tyson Stengel's doing right now with the Cats, those two guys are going to absolutely feast, okay? They are going to absolutely feast. You know, the Suns, have, they've found their way into 13th spot on the ladder. So, you know, a lot of people picking them to finish towards the bottom, but they're, they're a game off the pace of the number eight club. Now, they're, again, they're 18 points behind them in percentage. But this is a club, you know, they just lost three in a row here. Um, but if they show up that defensive structure a little bit, this is a club that, you know, might be ready to, to push for a top eight spot this year. They might get on the, they, they may not make it, they probably won't make it, but they might get to that 10-11 spot and make people's lives miserable and, and injure clubs' chances to make finals when otherwise in the past they may not have done that. Now, you know, there's no other way to describe what happened, you know, at the, at the Capitol uh, this weekend. The Cats went into Manuka Oval, and they, they just they dismantled the Giants. They 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 handled the Giants. They had 12 players at 20-plus disposals. Jeremy Cameron and Tyson Stengel had eight goals for. Now, Mark have missed the, uh, you know, he lost the hit-out competition to, to Braden Pruce and Matt Flynn. But when you look at Blitzhav's playing in the ruck, He's not going to necessarily win all of the hitouts because he, he lost it by a considerable margin here because he's really the only one doing it. And Salvador Glee is not going to be coming back anytime soon because he just had ankle surgery, if I remember correctly. Uh, but he's all over the ground. The fitness level that that, jet, that young man has is just phenomenal. And he can outrun and outpace most of the rucks in the comp. You know, maybe not Max Gone. They're going to be pretty comparable. But if the midfielders are able to do their job and still get the clearances, even though they're, even though he doesn't get the hit out, but he can still move around the ground a little bit. I mean, he had 25 disposals. He had eight tackles. He had six inside fifties had eight clearances of his own. You know, I know he's not the ruck that they're looking for, but he may be the ruck that they need. And I know everybody loves to, to bash on Reese Stanley and he's, you know, he's been Nick, you know, he's got a little bit of a niggle. He's going to be out for a little while. And we might start seeing, uh, I believe, Jonathan Segler coming back and getting into uh, some VFL games here pretty soon, working his way back into shape. Maybe he can come in and be a little bit of relief as well. But, you know, the Cats, have, the defense of the Cats has changed up a little bit here. You know, you, you've lost Harry Taylor two years ago. Um, Lockie Henderson's gone. You know, you, Jack Henry is out right now. You know, um, Jordan Clark, who was back there once in a while, is now you know, wearing the purple and sitting number two on the ladder and good on you, young man. But, you know, this is a club that has had a couple of hiccups. You know, Fremantle thumped them. They didn't play well, and Hawthorne played ex extraordinarily well uh, a couple of rounds ago. You know, I just, I'm, uh, I'm thinking good things about the Cats, you know, but they're going to manage their players. You know, they brought in a couple of youngsters. You know, you got, uh, uh, you know, Mitch Nevitt in there. You got Cooper Stevens in there for their first their first games, and it's uh, a great opportunity for these youngsters to get some experience while they're resting some of these veteran players. So, I was pretty excited. 
Now, the other game that I got wrong this weekend, I think was I think it was the best game of the round. And it, you know, I think if if we were jotting down and ranking the games, you know, in terms of which ones are going to be the best ones of the round, this was not one of them. I had the Saints and uh, D's uh, as the uh, top game of the round, and that quite didn't quite turn out that way. I mean, it was still, it was not a bad game, but it was not the best game of the round by any stretch of the imagination. But the Bombers, you know, they lost five players right before the, the first bounce. You know, within like an hour or so, it was like, oh, you aren't playing. You know, they, they brought in five players who weren't scheduled to play, uh, including, if I'm not mistaken, one of them, and I can't remember which one it was, was being managed. He was supposed to have played, but he's being managed because of a bum ankle. And they said, we need you. You've got to play. So they scuffled through three and a half, through three quarters. They were down two and a half goals at three-quarter time. And then they played one of the best quarters of football I've watched in the six and a half years I've been watching the game. They absolutely exploded. You know, eight goals, two to one goal, two. You know, they were down by 15. They won by 27. They outscored them 50 to eight in the fourth quarter. I mean, that that was, that was you know, an absolute shot in the arm for this club. This is a club that has been scuffling. People have been writing them off. I mean, yes, they're still down at the bottom of the ladder. They're down, you know, at 16 on the ladder at only two and six. It's a club that's not likely to be making finals this year. They've got an awful lot of ground to make up. But again, this is a, a club that can crash the pack, and that 8 through 15, if you will, chunk, or maybe even down to 8 through 16, could just beat the holy hell out of one another. And that's not to say that other clubs that are in the top 7 are going to not shuffle around also. I mean, those clubs could certainly drop out. But as I said, I think there's going to be this is this is an this was a year that where we're going to start seeing some parity where there's you know there's the D's are kind of you know the, the the top of the mountain if you will and you know I would have thought that the Lions would have been there I thought the Cats might have been there I thought Port Adelaide would have been there and Sydney I think I actually had the Cats six this year I think I had actually the Lions and the Swans and. Uh, did I have the no? I had the bull. Yeah, because I had the Bulldogs up there. Because I had the Bulldogs winning the grand final. Uh, but the Bombers can certainly play spoiler. You know, this is a this is a you know a, a club that's got a lot of talent. You know, Peter Wright had six goals. Darcy Parrish had thirty two disposals and seven tackles and six clearances. You know, this this might be something that sparks this club. Maybe they go off and you know they lost six in a row. Maybe they go win six in a row. It certainly could happen. You know. Any club is capable of doing that sort of thing in, in, in football. Well, okay, maybe not any club. Um, but a lot of clubs are capable of doing that. So you know, it's, it's, it, if you're somebody who enjoys watching good things happen in footy, this, is, this has got to be a fun year for you. Maybe your club is not where you want it to be, but this is a competitive year where a lot more clubs have a shot at getting into the eight than we have previously seen. Okay. And that, yeah, that's certainly the case. Now the D's and the blues along with the lions, they were all dominant in the last three games of the weekend. Uh, in fact, you know what I, I had forgotten to, uh, to mention, I, I had, you know, a couple notes that were written down. Um, and we'll get into the, the, the D's game with Sydney. Uh, you know, uh, Jeff had mentioned there, as far as the the D's and Sydney, uh, the D's and St. Kilda game. You know, when when do we see a return to the run and gun, cut them open game style that we do best? How about that? You know, t- take take the top of the tackle table, 
full pressure on gameplay that we uh, we are feared for when we get it. We we got speed, we got endurance, tied together with teamwork. Can't miss. Okay, yeah, and the Saints definitely are a quick club, you know. But that was the D's this weekend, and the D's are going to make everybody look bad. And that's why I, I and I, I I mentioned this in last week's episode, and I kind of uh, I kept the metaphor going on the on the D's uh, website where I said that you know everybody that works in the front office for the D's must also work secretly for Cyberdyne Systems, the, the group that put together the the Terminator, because they are they're just methodical. This is a club that just they just go in, they take care of business. Yes, they have fun afterwards, but it is you know it's. In a way, it's uh, it's kind of like the, the Dolph, and I'm going back to Rocky again. So it's almost like the Dolph Lundgren character from Rocky Four, I believe, where he comes out and you know they they touch gloves and he and he tells them, and I'm gonna I'm gonna butcher the, uh, you will lose. Uh, he butchers the, you know that that I butchered that, but he tells you know the the opponent. I think that was actually uh, um, that wasn't Rocky at that point in time that he was telling that to, but. Uh, the D's are still the club to beat, and you wonder if anybody's going to beat them. I don't know, um, but like I was saying, you know, you know Brisbane had a, a great weekend. Um, you know, Brisbane's got some injuries though. You know, they uh, they've got several injuries. You know, you got Danaher out, you got McStay out. Hipwood should be back here very soon, and and uh, somebody by the name of Glenn, uh, Brisbane supporter, said that injuries are all part of the game. We've had a good run, but we always seem to have injuries to key position players. Last year, Hipwood and McStay, and this year, Joe and McStay. But it sounds like Danaher's shoulder may not be that bad because it sounded like it popped back in. So he may just need to get the uh, the ligaments and tendons that are holding everything in place there to kind of strengthen back up again. He should, you know, I'm sure they can kind of strap that down and get him back out there. Um, as it said, you know, Joe and McStay lead the competition for get out for uh, get out of jail targets and marks and not having them mean uh, them uh, means we need to th- rethink how we move the ball. Should be an interesting few weeks tinkering with how to move uh, forward without having the, the long bomb targets. Yeah, that's that's true. Um, you've certainly got some you know some small players that can get in there, but it helps to have the the you know, the big the big forest to climb through as you're going through there. Uh, so, yeah, the like I said, the Lions, you know, they they played a, uh, a you know a, a great game, um, you know, against an undermanned club, and you know the Eagles. Their their season continues to spiral. Um, they got beat by seventy five points. This is a club that has just been getting pounded week after week after week, and it's you know and you, you wonder when is it going to stop? I mean, you've had you know you've had the last four weeks, you've had losses of seventy five, one hundred nine, eighty four, and sixty three points. And two weeks prior to that, before they got the win against the Magpies at Marvel Stadium. They lost by fifty-five. Now the, the you know the Eagles are are definitely solidifying their wooden spoon um, nomination. Their percentage is down to fifty-two point oh two. Now, if you've got a you know a veteran side like the 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 Eagles do, and I and I mentioned this, I said you know if the Cats have this kind of injury, this kind of injury bug. And the you know these other these misfortunate things that were happening in terms of you know COVID uh, lockdowns and such that maybe they would be in the same kind of position. I mean, of course, as a cat supporter, I hope not, but it just seems like the wheels have just completely fallen off of the Eagles. Now, I think the Eagles are going to probably end up going into a 
significant rebuild at the end of this year. Now, if you're an Eagle supporter, you may you may call me out on that and tell me that I'm flat out wrong. But I, I I've got to think that that's something that they've that they've got to be thinking about. Uh, that this is this is a club that has so many older players that that if they can get out from under the contracts, and I've not looked at the contract situation here, um, that if they're able to you know trade off people to to another club um, to recoup some draft picks, you know maybe maybe somebody figures that there's a, a player that's got a year or two left in them, and hey. Geelong's been known to do that from time to time and bring in an older player on their side. Yeah. Um, but I think they're going to end up going into rebuild mode here. So I'm really excited to, to know what round nine is going to bring. I will be working on my tips for round nine tomorrow. Uh, we have our, uh, the, I'm recording this Tuesday evening here. Uh, Thursday evening when I normally would have been working on my tips, I am going to be at our school's uh, scholarship award night where we've got you know a number of people who have earned scholarships uh to the different universities they're going to be going to or different organizations where we will be awarding those um it's always a fun night um to to help culminate the hard work of a lot of the of these young people so i again want to thank all of you for you know for checking out the podcast for listening to it for 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 being, you know, my online acquaintances and friends, if you will. And I know that sounds a little hokey, but I have a hell of a lot of fun talking to everybody that I engage with. Okay, we may not always agree, but I'm I'm never gonna I'm not somebody who's gonna call you out and you know yell and scream and cuss you out or anything like that because that's that's not my nature as far as this goes. I. I'm too old for that. I used to do that sort of thing with when, with with regards to politics, but I just I just kind of keep that sort of thing to myself now. I don't I don't engage in that. I know that the election's coming up here soon in uh, Australia. I did get a little bit of a primer in terms of how the election works. Somebody showed me a little bit about how it works in West Australia because they were going to go out and uh, do early voting or pre-voting. I think is what he said it's called. Uh, so I learned a little bit about that. And being a government teacher, that I thought that was fascinating. So folks. Don't forget that you can reach me uh, by email at a yank on the footy at gmail.com. You can find me on Twitter at yank underscore on. I hope you'll give me a follow there. And on Facebook, you can find me, my name, Craig Wessels, or you can search for a yank on the footy podcast and follow the podcast there as well. Or you can follow me on Instagram at a yank on the footy. And if you've signed up for my email list, I appreciate that. If you haven't done so yet, I do ask that you do that over to yankonthefooty.com. Hopefully you'll share the episode uh, or the podcast with your friends. If you love what I'm doing, if you love what I'm doing and you want, and you think other people should hear it, please just you know, shoot them a link. Tell them about it. Say, yeah, check out this American. Or if you think, you know what I'm if you think I'm a knucklehead, like my kids do, you know, tell them about it and say, hey. Listen to what this Yank is saying. He doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. Because I certainly don't know everything by any stretch of the imagination. That's why I love talking to you. That's why I love talking with you, I should say. So I do hope that you'll you know, consider signing up for the email list. I do hope that you'll, uh, if you're enjoying the show, that you'll leave a review. I'm hoping to get back to doing some live episodes once the school year ends. That happens on June the 8th. I still have a few bugs to work out with my... Uh, my live app through Podbean, which is my podcast host. The last time I tried to use it, I was getting some 
wicked, awful feedback into it. Uh, but folks, I want to thank you for listening. Because again, with without you listening, I would just be here by myself, not getting any feedback. I love hearing from you. Um, we're fans of this game that we all love. And I know, I know that if you're a, a veteran fan, you've been following a game for a long time. It's a little different, maybe a lot different from what it was when you were younger. But as I've said, this is this is all new to me. So I, I, I love seeing the, this new game and this fascinating game here. So I appreciate you sharing it with me. Like I said, I do hope you'll share an episode. Ladies and gentlemen, be kind to one another. Look out for one another. Give your friends a call. Check up on them. See how they're doing. Take them out for a coffee. Get them a, get them a, a little package of Tim Tams or whatever. I'll, I'll talk about cookies. I'm not going to eat cookies. My my wife did a lot of baking this weekend and I just went over and I smelled the cake that she'd baked and I smelled the cookies and I said, I remember what those taste like. Didn't have to eat them though. So folks, again, thanks for the kind words. And as always, may your dribble kick never hit the post. I will catch you later. This has been episode 165 of A Yank on the Footy. Don't forget that you can reach me at yank underscore on in Twitter or at a yank on the footy at gmail.com. You can also find me on Instagram at a, uh, a yank on the footy or you can find me on Facebook at a yank on the footy podcast. Again, folks, thanks for listening. Please consider sharing the podcast with your friends and family. And until next time, this is Craig Wessels in steamy Sandusky, Ohio. Have a good night, everybody. Thanks so much.